Episode 123. Thin line between genius and insanity, hosted by yours, Drew. Oh, gee! You know, the flyest, highest, coolest, smoothest host of them all. You know, the fly-ass nigga. Don't worry about it, man. I know why you're here. Let's go ahead and get right into it, man. Welcome to Raw is... Oh, gee! All right, man, you know the fuck that nigga. Play on me, man. DJ, hit me! Y'all, man, welcome back to another motherfucking episode of the thin line between genius and insanity pocket hosted by yours truly. Oh, gee, now spin the block for them bitch ass niggas in the back, or you know, I'm feeling a little bit more positive, so let's spin the block for them badass bitches in the back. <laughs> for the baddies in the back, please. <laughs> Let me introduce myself. I am the flyest, highest, coolest, smoothest host of them all. Oh, gee. Hash, man, how the fuck y'all doing? Hopefully they're looking good, feeling good, staying safe. It's a whole lot going on in these trenches, man. I tell you that each and every motherfucking episode. We back in this motherfuckers. Episode 123. <sighs> <laughs> episode 123, man. You see the bottom of the screen for people watching that YouTube at OGX TV. We on the grind 200, man. This shit don't stop for a motherfucking me. So I want to shout out to everybody listening around the world, man. Keep Bush Empire Brick by motherfucking me Brick. That's tapped in on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Anchor. Audible, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Wherever you find your D- your podcast at on your DSPs, I'm in that motherfucker, man. Subscribe to the channel, review, leave a, a comment, all that good shit, man. We in this motherfucker. <laughs> I feel good. <laughs> I'm feeling good, man. It's a Saturday record. Yeah, I know how I feel about these Saturday records. I be feeling refreshed, type shit. The white man ain't pissed me off yet. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Man. I record during the week, man. I'm coming fresh off work. You know, I'm just trying to get all this shit together. So I be having that. You know what I'm saying? That stress that come working at 9 to 5, that shit already be fucking up the mood type shit. So Saturdays, I'll be feeling refreshed. You know what I'm saying? I've been, you know what I'm saying? I've been uh, drinking mimosas all motherfucking me day. You know what I'm saying? I, did I smoke today? Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that means I did. <laughs> but it's a lot of shit that's been going on. It's a lot of shit going on in this episode. It's a lot I want to get onto on the docket. I definitely want to get into that. Um. You know, what is it? What is it? Uh, All-Star Weekend. I told you this shit was coming pretty fast. <laughs> I told you this shit was coming pretty fast, man. The NBA has strategically placed their motherfucking main events around, you know what I'm saying, what supposedly is the NFL's main events, and the NBA just keeps swallowing their ass whole. But that's a topic for another monthly episode. If you haven't heard that conversation yet, go ahead and check out, what was that? Not last week, but the week before. The last, two, ep- two episodes ago, one, episode 121, man. Go ahead and check that shit out, man. We got to that on that episode. Um, but it's a lot I want to get onto um on this episode, Mr. Lash on Doc. I want to get into. Um, we got Chris Brown, he tired of bullshit, blue face, and his mama responded. I'm kind of feel bad for Blueface at this point. <laughs> we gotta get to Lil Duval, man, a comedian whose old tweets are resurfacing, and it's kind of strange how he's going about this shit. And it feel like I feel like it's working, but we're gonna get into that as well. Gotta get to Charleston White versus Jay Prince in uh Houston P- PD. <laughs> we gotta get into that shit. We gotta get to the baby. We gotta get to a whole bunch of shit, man. Uh, but before we get all into that, you know, I want to start docking off with me talking about me keeping my peace with my uh, lack of discipline. You know, man, as you can see, me on the grind 200, man, episode 123. There's been many episodes where I come in here and I've talked about, you know, uh, 
in many different ways about me finding my peace, about me maintaining my peace. Uh, I come here talking about how I don't trust myself to be alone with certain women. Uh, I'm just going to end up having sex with them and then regretting it type shit. I've talked about all these things over the, you know what I'm saying, two and a half, almost three year journey of this podcast. And I can honestly say, you know, now is probably the best I've ever been with keeping my peace type shit. And I've talked about it many times. I feel like every time I feel like I got a good head on my shoulders, I'm in, I got the right POV of things. Um, somebody I said I was done fucking with send me a titty pic and I'm trying to, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to fuck him and shit like that. I, I've talked about that multiple times on this podcast. And I feel like I'm just now starting to have the inner shrimp to say no type shit. Like them bitch, it was like crap to me, bro. Like I couldn't say no. But now I'm really finding my my shrine and saying no to multiple women at the same time. You know, so back to back to back. It's like God is testing me type shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like God is testing me type shit. But the one thing that I, I, I've noticed is that well, before that, before I said, let me say this. I've never really had platonic relationships with women. Uh, pretty much every woman in my life that w- I wasn't related to, um, we had a sexual encounter. And that's not me trying to talk like I'm bragging or nothing like that. But that's me understanding that I was in a point in time in my life where I was very immature. I was very immature. And I say that because I didn't see value in being friends with women. I didn't see value in, you know what I'm saying, just communicating with women, having a conversation. If it wasn't, we wasn't fucking, and I really wasn't trying to talk. Now, Grant, that has got me very, I've become, you know, somewhat successful in life because that has limited the pointless conversations, that's limited a lot of the bullshit, that has limited a lot of headaches, but that has also, you know what I'm saying, stalled me and my growth, and has stalled me in my development of becoming a man because of becoming a man, you have to be able to, you know what I'm saying, handle certain situations, handle all situations with a certain type of, you know what I'm saying, responsibility. And I wasn't able to do that. Um, and I wasn't saying that just because I wasn't friends with women or nothing like that. But as I got older, I wanted to start changing a lot of a lot of things that I thought was okay that I was younger. I want to start changing that shit as I got older. And it's weird now because I'm still not the guy that goes out to make new friends. I don't see myself going out to make female friends. I, I don't see that. I don't see that. I don't even think like those conversations that those initial conversations don't even be like friendly type shit. They be on some yo, what's up type shit. How you doing, baby? You, you got a man type shit. Those are those conversations end up going. And I'm trying to change that, but I, I had to, you know, I had to slowly work myself into that. So I, I felt it was only best to, you know, be platonic, somewhat platonic or casual um, with women I feel I've already had dealings with. Now I know a lot of you probably listen to this is probably like, no, nigga, that's not a good idea. <laughs> Like, no, that's not a good idea, my boy. But I got told you on past episodes, but I've known these women for damn near 10 years. So it's like, yeah, I, although we've been fucking for 10 years, that's been our the uh, the stats of our relationship, you know what I'm saying, the point of our relationship. But at this point, I'm not trying to fuck these women. And it's not because I'm no longer attracted to these women. Well, I'm, I guess you could, I'm, no, I'm not really sexually attracted to these women anymore. There's been so much bullshit in between the two that sexually they not really making my dick jump. But because I've known these women for damn near 10 years type shit, I don't really want to, you know what I'm saying? I don't have a problem having a casual conversation. And I noticed that as a man or as, as Hatch, as me, 
I've been painted. I've been painted in such a, a, a. I've been. I've been character. Like how can I say this? I've. I've been uh, put in a box. Let me. Say, I've been put in a box to where they don't believe me. I'm constantly having to say no type shit. Like I've never in my life had to turn down so much pussy. Turned down so much more for me dates and shit like that. And I'm turning these things down with women who I've already had these dealings with, and they're not taking me serious. So it's hard for me to actually keep my peace because I I have a lack of discipline. <laughs> I'm embarrassed by my lack of discipline. I'm embarrassed by my, my, my lack of discipline, my eating habits, my workout habits, and my sexual habits. I'm very embarrassed by my, by my lack of discipline. I wake up every Monday like, you know what, this week, no to this, no to that, no beating off. No eating this, no chips, no candy, no soda, no, no, none of this shit. Tuesday come around, I had already beat off like five times, B. <laughs> I had already, already beat off five times. Already had ATL wings, already had crumble cookies, already had some Hershey's cookies and cream bars. Like I didn't go to the gym. Like my discipline is horrible. My discipline is shit. And like I tell you, it's like rehab, my nigga. The only way to recover is admitting you got a motherfucking problem. My discipline is shit. My discipline is so bad to the point I've come here and told you guys, I don't even find myself comfortable being alone with these women because I know I'm going to end up falling weak to the flesh type shit. However the fuck the, the saying go, I'm going to fall weak to it. I am. And I'm not, I, I don't have a problem falling weak to my flesh to new women. That's what I want. <laughs> I want new pussy, nigga. <laughs> I want new nasty ladies. Nasty bitch. <laughs> I want new of them. I've been, I've been, you know what I'm saying. I've been scarred from these women I've been dealing with, but I still want to have a casual conversation with them every once in a while. But they're not taking me seriously. They, I feel like they're trying to force my dick out of my pants. That type shit. That's really what it feels like. I said that's one of them, and she didn't categorically deny it. She just put exclamation points on that motherfucker. Like, no, this is not that type of party, bitch. I'm like, stop it. <laughs> but it's, it's 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 one of those things, you know, you, you struggle with. I struggle with because, you know what I mean? It, 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 it's Saturday. You know, it's Saturday night. It's going to be Saturday night. But I'm recording this at 5 in the afternoon. Sun Sunset finna come through this motherfucker. Yeah, nigga, hormones is finna be going. I'm, I'm trying to fuck something. It's hard to keep saying no to these big booty, these big teens, these bad bitches. It's trying to fuck me. It's hard. And I don't have anywhere to go, so I gotta come on the podcast and talk about it. <laughs> 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 you know what I'm saying? I gotta come talk about it. Or I'm gonna end up falling weak to this shit. And it's like I know they listen to this podcast, and I, know, I don't know if they're trying to test me. I don't know if they're trying to call me pussy, call cap on my shit. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. But it's 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 hard to it's hard, but it's also it's also um it's also fulfilling, you know. What I mean it's also, you know what I'm saying, gratifying because I know how hard this is for me. Now I know probably you listen to this, you watch this on YouTube, you probably like, nigga, you ain't talking about shit. No, nigga, this shit is hard for me. I don't want to do these things no more. So I, it's, it's, it's like the equivalent of somebody trying to separate themselves or, or or start a new a new life type shit. That's truly what I feel like I'm trying to do. Because I feel if I can if I can mentally stop myself from falling weak to these women, then everything else will be easy. Like I, I, I go to the gym. I stopped eating pork years ago. I ain't really had no candy and shit all 2023. So it's like as much as I can downplay my discipline, I've been doing good. And like I said, I'm finally starting to, you know what I'm saying, really do good at not falling in the same cycle of 
fucking with the same women who I know aren't the ones for me type shit. And a lot of this shit just comes from me ready to, you know, to start a new chapter in my life type shit. I feel like I've been on some high school immature boy type shit, nigga, for 27 years now. As, as much grown shit as I be doing, that hasn't been my mentality 24 7, 365 type shit. It hasn't been my mentality. I only get serious when it's time to get serious. And then I look up at a lot when times where I'm not where I want to be is because I spend a lot of time on bullshit. And I'm not saying being with a woman or having a family and all that shit is going, you know what I'm saying, uh, catapult me to all the the uh, levels of success that I want to reach. But what it will do is fill the void of me chasing happiness. Because it's like, if you, ain't lonely, if you ain't got a family, you ain't got nobody you can rely on, you don't got nobody to come home to, you're going to be end up chasing happiness all your motherfucking life. You're going to end up being a person that when you accomplish all the goals you set out for yourself, when you've seen the world, when you did this and did that, you're still going to be an unhappy motherfucker because you don't have that 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 internal, you don't have nothing to come home to type, you know what I'm saying, love and feeling that, that take your mind off things. You're still going to be chasing that feeling, chasing that first high type shit, and it's never going to really work. We've seen this movie play out many times where motherfuckers ch- keep chasing that feeling and they eventually crash out. And that crash out is some shit they never can recover from. And I'm really not trying to go through that, bro. I've seen too many people in my family, you know what I'm saying, live a lie. I've, I've, I've seen my mama live a lie. I can't I can't be that person. I've seen motherfuckers live lies and fake the happiness shit. And just to come out 10 years later talking about how motherfuckers be depressed and, you know what I'm saying, how, how hurt they was. And you could have faced that shit head on 10 years ago and been cool for the last nine years type shit. I just don't want to be that person, you know what I'm saying? So I put a lot of extra pressure on myself to say no, don't fuck this woman, don't fuck that woman. When sex is just sex. But at the end of the day, I know where I'm at in my life, and I know it's not healthy for me to just be fucking these women because where I'm at is not where they at. And that's that that don't though that that one plus that one don't equal two, my nigga. It just don't. That motherfucker won't equal six. <laughs> That's going to equal six type shit, and it's not going to be a good situation for nobody. Me, them, or you guys, because this show might not be a motherfucking show no more from shit like that crap off. But that's something we'll talk about when those days come. Hopefully they don't. Um, so, uh, I want to move on, though, man. Um, Let's go ahead and get to Chris Brown. You know, this was interesting. You know, Chris Brown went on social media, and I believe I have the, uh, let me see if I can put my iPad right fast. I believe I have the post that he put up uh, about this whole domestic violence shit. And the reason why I want to bring it because it kind of ties into what I was talking about on last week's ep- on uh, last episode about how men, if I feel like, care more about domestic violence than women nowadays. And the reason why I said that is because domestic violence isn't really viewed how I how it was viewed to me all my life. I feel like five years ago, ten years ago, that shit wasn't even accepted. Now it's it's being publicized and nobody's really caring about it. Niggas is laughing about it. Niggas is making memes about it. Niggas is doing the, 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 the uh, Krishan challenge. The niggas is doing this shit. And the reason why I really place it all and say women don't care about it no more is because for prime example, the blue face of Krishan show, who's promoting that shit? How many niggas you hear talking about that show? I'm, I think I'm the only nigga that talk about it. Me and academics. I don't hear niggas talking about that show. You see women pumping up that show. 
You see all the mother, you see shade room, you see all the little sites like that that's ran by women that's pumping that shit. Zeus, although we know Lemuel Plummer is a man, that more women than random social sites, my nigga. And they're the ones that's pumping it up. They're the ones promoting that shit to make old girls start. And I'm not saying, look, get it how you get it, but let's call it, let's call cap when we see cap. There's no nigga that's gonna be able to get by with that shit. And it's and it bleeds over to him too because it went from Blueface looking like a fucking victim to Blueface looking like the fucking abuser in my eye. I'm be honest with you. These last like two weeks, it's been it's been some shit that I've seen that it made me very uncomfortable about this nigga Blueface. And like I said, I listen to the nigga, I listen to some of his old songs, bro. It started off as me as joking around, like listen to this bullshit. But then you get up, you start moving your goddamn. I'm from the West Coast, bro, so I, I get with the vibe type shit. But Chris Brown put out this, this uh, shit on social media talking about the uh, domestic violence. And I want to read it to you guys because it kind of piggybacked on what the fuck I was saying. Uh, because it's talking about how times have basically changed type shit. I'm going to read this to you before you put it on this Instagram story. He says, if y'all still hate me, this is Chris Brown, by the way. If y'all still hate me for a mistake I made as a 17-year-old, uh, Please kiss my whole entire ass. I'm fucking 33. I'm so tired of y'all running with this narrative. You weird ass niggas are the same ones that tune in every week to see Blueface and Krishan beat the fuck out of each other in front of the world. But that's okay. It's entertainment. All y'all can suck my dick disrespectfully. Now, first of all, I gotta say, I stopped watching the Krishan show. I, I, it was just too much for me. I can't, I can't see people glorify and publicize domestic violence and act like the shit is okay. So I stopped watching it, you know what I'm saying, like a few weeks ago. I haven't watched the last four or five weeks type shit. The last episode I think I seen was when she bust a nigga head over. Chris Brown has every right to be upset because Chris Brown is one of those few dudes who, although, like I said, you know what I'm saying, Chris Brown, it ain't never gonna stop Chris Brown from getting no pussy. But Chris Brown is probably one of the dude, the last dude to domestic violence has really um fucked up his career. Like Chris Brown is so talented that he was able to still be a star. But we all at that time before he did the shit with Chris uh, with Rihanna, we all was looking at him like the next Michael Jackson. That's just that's just the facts, bro. As a kid, they was they was, I remember them pumping up Chris Brown to be the next Michael Jackson. Talent, dancing, the uh the the, the uh, appeal to the ladies. You know what I'm saying? He, he's a very talented motherfucking guy. And it says a lot because the motherfuckers who see, I think people younger than me, they won't understand what the fuck I'm saying. Because they probably look at Chris Brown as like, that's fucking Chris Brown, the huge star Chris Brown. Nah, bruh. Chris Brown's supposed to be way bigger than what the fuck he is. But the incident with Rihanna really lowered, it really dimmed his star and, and shined the fuck out of hers. Because you can't convince me that Rihanna would have been who the fuck she is if that shit wouldn't took place. You can't. I'm sorry, you can't. I love Rihanna. She, she got sex appeal. Congratulations on the baby. I thought the, the Super Bowl performance was, was subpar, but you pregnant. I get it, man. It is what it is. You should just brought fucking Drake or somebody out there to do some songs with Jake or uh, Jay Z or something. But there's nobody who can convince me that that situation didn't catapult the fuck out of Rihanna. You just can't. 
Umbrella wasn't finna take her ass to where she is now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But domestic violence really it, it's really it's put a black eye on Chris Brown's career. Rightfully so. Rightfully motherfucking so. But it seems like he's the last dude who it really like fucked him over. Now granted you could probably say the whole Ray Rice situation. But even if you say Ray Rice, he's like the last athlete that it really fucked him up. Like, domestic violence isn't being viewed as bad as it was. I just got through telling y'all about Dana White slapping the shit out of his wife in front of people at a party on camera. And that nigga ain't ain't getting in trouble. Only thing Dana White did is what the fuck I said he was going to do. Not be at the UFC fights to start the, uh, the year off. He ain't gonna come back to like July, August type shit, my nigga. That's that was just common fucking sense. The only thing I didn't like about the Chris Brown putting this shit on social media, it does feel like a well, what about them situation. And I never really liked those type of niggas, so I gotta say something about that there. But as much as I didn't like that, as much as I want to crack jokes about a nigga trying to point the finger at other people and call himself he's snitching type shit. As much as I was disgusted with that, I was more disgusted with Blueface's response. I was more disgusted with Blueface's response, and I was even more disgusted with Blueface's mama's response. Like, look, man. Look, man. We got to understand, that What Chris Brown did was wrong. He's wrong. Like, what Chris Brown did was wrong. He was 17 years old. I think we forget that he was 17 years old. I forgot. I'm going to be honest with you. I forgot Chris Brown was 17 years old when he did that shit. I be forgetting how long Chris Brown and Rihanna been in the game. Like, when you look, nigga, Chief Keith been in the game for 10 years. It's been a decade of Chief Keith. So when you think about Chris Brown and Rihanna, it's like, fuck. They've been here for damn, what, 15 years? 15, 17 years? This nigga, he, he was 17 when he did that, bro. He 33. And it's like, we forget that this nigga was a kid, bro. And I'm not trying to give a nigga excuse. But he was a kid, bro. I was in school when I was 17. And I told y'all, remember, about my incident when I was in middle school. I had to defend myself. When you went with Chris Brown, we know the details of the Chris Brown situation. I'm not going to justify him hitting her, but a 17-year-old boy in close quarters getting swung on, I'm not surprised the nigga started swinging back. Now, the extent of the swinging back, I'm not here. We ain't no need to even talk about it. That nigga was wrong. But I'm saying a 17-year-old boy getting swung on in close quarters, I'm not surprised. I'm not going to, I don't even think me at 17, I'll be a nigga, park, stop the car, park the car, and get walking type shit. I can't sit here and tell you with a straight face, that's what I would do at 17 years old. I would hope so. That would have been my, my thought process, but would it tell, why I executed that plan? I don't know. I doubt it. Me at 27 years old, y'all can say, Man, fuck that, man. Put that bitch in park, and I'm walking. I'm, I'm catching a cab, Uber, a Lyft. But at 17, I, I don't know if I can say that. This nigga Blueface a grown-ass man. And the reason why I say 
in these last couple weeks, it feel like blue faces could become less of the victim and less of the nigga what we saying, yo, bro, he trapped or yo, he need to get out of the situation to more of blue face, you a bitch ass nigga. I may not call it what it is, you a bitch ass nigga. Because not only did you, did you hit this one, not only did you hit this one, my nigga, you pretty much bragging and boasting about hitting a woman. Like, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what you think you saying. I don't know if you think niggas just not peeping what you saying, but you're bragging and boasting about hitting her. Yeah, we heard the little whack ass song y'all put out, the little dumb ass song where she's sitting there staring at the camera with them dumb ass tears rolling down. We seen that bullshit, but we also heard what she was saying throughout that weak ass verse she was spitting. I won't never hit a woman, but I'll be the bitch without second thought. You've been talking about for the last three to four weeks. Uh, you'll hit a bitch with no problem. I seen you on ZSMB loose shit. Talking about how you'll hit a bitch. And I'm more surprised that no niggas is saying nothing. I can't, I can't imagine me bringing a nigga on my show. It's like when I was talking to my homeboy X. We was talking about the whole Jay Prince on a uh, uh, million dollars worth of game. And I said, that nigga literally went on their podcast and was running their shit. But I get giving them the, the, the guest the mic, but you're not going to come run my show. So I can never even sit here and, and imagine I'm sitting, I got a guest on my podcast, bro. He's sitting here next to me type shit. And he talking about how he hit a woman and shit. And I'm just sitting there acting like he ain't saying shit. The type the nigga I am, I can't sit here and let shit slide. Niggas respect me because they know I'm going to keep it real at all times. And me keeping it real is not me checking a nigga. Me keeping it real is like, nah, nigga, that's some bullshit. Me keeping it real is letting you know like what you just said was some bullshit. I ain't finna say let that shit slide and think you just said some cool shit. Nah. But you've been openly and actively talking about it. It's like you, you self-promoing. You hitting this woman. You hitting this woman. Now when I see the videos of her and you interacting, I'm viewing shit different. I'm starting to see you, you know what I'm saying, uh, 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 making her crash out dumb. Now, if a bitch is stupid, a bitch is stupid. But the nigga that's taking advantage of the stupid bitch, it's a problem. That's a fact. That's a fucking fact. So when we fast forward, get all through that, when we get through Blueface being domestic uh, uh, domestic abuser, we get through Blueface being a bitch-ass nigga, we got to get to the whole Blueface response video. Now, I'm not going to play on, on, on the podcast because it's, it's, it's too long. It's too long. It's a bunch of nigga. It's a bunch of a nigga thinking he's a pimp and he's not. It's a bunch of a nigga thinking he said some slick talk shit and he's not. It's a bunch of this nigga basically saying, "Chris Brown, you beat up the wrong bitch." He literally said, "You beat up the wrong bitch." He's literally telling Chris Brown, "Like, yo, my nigga, like, yeah." yeah. We both did the crime, but we ain't get the same time. You can't be mad at me type shit. Like, this is what this nigga is saying. And as, my, as disturbing as it is for dude to be sitting on camera saying this openly with scratches and bruises on his forehead, who do you hear in the background? You hear Krishan laughing with him. Uh, you know what I'm saying? She's in cahoots with this nigga. Hey, she clowning Chris Brown. And Look, I don't really give a fuck about Krishan or Blueface and what happens to them. I I, I truly don't. Like at, at this point, I, I don't give a fuck. Like if I if I read a headline and the headline is, you know what I'm saying, some shit, 
I don't even think I report the shit on the podcast type shit. The reason why I bring this up is because it ties into what the fuck I was just saying. This is a woman in the background laughing and giggling and hee hee and ha ha about her boyfriend bragging and boasting on social media about beating her the fuck up. Domestic violence isn't viewed as domestic violence no more. It just ain't. It's just viewed as couples getting into it type shit. They, 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 they soften up the words, the, the emotion and the anger towards it. Don't nobody give a fuck no more. Nobody does. And it ties into what the fuck this nigga blue face mama did. She made an uh, Instagram story of a video going at Chris Brown. Talking about you, he throwing another black man under the bus. Like, bitch, what are you talking about? Dude, like, this is why I say I don't want to have, see, people look at me crazy and I say I don't have kids by the wrong baby mama. Motherfuckers look at me like I'm crazy. Motherfuckers say I'm overthinking it. Motherfuckers say I'm paranoid. But I be thinking like, nah, bro, I'm just having like a clear thought on this shit. I'm just, I'm not even diving too deep into it. I just don't want to have a fucked up baby mama. And niggas be like, well, what do you mean? This is what the fuck I mean. As a mother, how can you sit here and see your son posting videos? He got a whole fucking TV show. His girlfriend whooped your ass. Whooped your daughter ass. How can you have a son that's moving like a straight fuck nigga and have the audacity to open your mouth up about another young, another nigga? Your son is talking about beating, openly beating a bitch the fuck up and you get on there defending him? You're not, you not mother material. Now I see exactly why dude talked to his mom the way he do. I seen the clips. He talked to his mom like she was straight $2 hoe. And I get it now. And me, I don't see how a nigga can do that to their mama. I'm not saying me and my mama had the best, we got the best relationship. We don't. It isn't got way better as I get older. But I don't even understand how niggas can talk to their mama like that. I don't even cuss around my mama. I still don't to this day. You think you think I can be talking to a chick and she put hands on my mama? You think that you you really think that's something that a, that's tolerated in the Hatch household? Come on, my nigga. But I, I see a fuck nigga. I, I can spot a fuck nigga easily. But sometimes it's hard to pinpoint exactly why niggas became fuck niggas. That's hard to do. It's hard to become a fuck nigga out of the blue. But when I see Blueface Mama saying the shit that she was saying, I understand that. He didn't have nobody to actually raise that nigga. He didn't have nobody, bro. She could have been very much present. She wasn't the mother for him. That's just the facts. Because, bitch, what are you talking about? What are you talking about Chris Brown for? Let's talk about your fucking son who let his girlfriend beat you the fuck up, who talks to you like a straight hoe. Who's openly admitting to beating his girlfriend the fuck up? Who's walking around with black eyes and shit because his girlfriend beat him the fuck up? You talking about the wrong shit, bitch. And I only get mad because this is the these is the problems. It be motherfuckers having kids that shouldn't have kids. And I can openly admit, maybe I'm not a nigga who should have kids. I don't know. But I, I can't see myself being no bitch ass nigga. And when I say bitch-ass nigga, when you got a kid and they become what the fuck Blueface is. Blueface is a bitch-ass nigga, bro. That just is what it is. This just is what the fuck it is, bro. That whole situation is some bitch-ass shit. I feel Chris Brown at the end of the day. Niggas gotta let Chris Brown live, man. 
Because if Chris Brown was born 10 years later, that nigga probably would have been the next Michael Jackson. I ain't gonna lie to you. He probably would have been allowed to be the next Michael Jackson. Because the way shit is now, Chris Brown would have never had a problem. He would have never had a motherfucking problem. And I and it's it's weird to talk, it's weird to even say it because I I I I understand why his why he feels the way he feels, and I understand exactly why it happened to him. Because on one hand, you deserve it. But now that we're looking back at hindsight, we 15 years down the road type shit, and you see the and you read the room, you see how much times have changed. I don't know. I feel him. Let leave that nigga alone. He still can't perform at certain, you know what I'm saying, award shows and shit like that because of that shit. And leave that shit and leave that nigga alone, man. At this point, leave Chris Brown ass alone, man. For real. Because y'all let him lie, these niggas slide off some trade bullshit. Um, moving on, man. Speaking of old shit, let's go ahead and get into Lil Duval, man. And it's fucked up. You know the thing about becoming a podcaster, bro? You gotta talk about a lot of shit. Either A, you don't give a fuck about, or either A, you gotta talk about, or either B, you gotta talk about a lot of niggas you actually support and give a, you know, you fuck with. I've always been a, a little Duval fan. Uh, I think he's funny as fuck. I just, I just think he's funny. Uh, but there's news that's, that's circulating about Lil Duval right now that's, uh, for some strange reason, it's not shocking. <laughs> like, it's not shocking at all. Um, but it is very alarming. It is very distasteful, and it is something I have to talk about. You know, there's there's tweets, old tweets resurfacing from Lil Duval. Now I want to say this before I move forward. You know, when it comes to these old tweets, you have either you have two crowds of people. You have people who feel like old tweets really shouldn't impact someone because it's old, it's, it's old content, it's old shit. And you have people like myself who believe that old tweets should very well behold, you know what I'm saying, as, as as real, you know what I'm saying, real news, you know what I'm saying, real shit, because I, I've said a lot of wild shit in my life. A lot of shit that I said when I was 16, I, I pretty much feel the exact same way now. I'm 27 years old. It's hard for me to, to look at shit and be like, oh, they was just 16, 17 years old, 15, 14 years old, because I can't really see myself doing certain shit when I was a kid. I can't see myself tweeting about, you know what I'm saying, a bunch of racist shit, and then 16, 17, I mean, 10, 10 years later, and I'm 26, 27, acting like I don't still feel those ways. Unless something uh, uh, dramatically happened in my life, I still feel the exact same way. So I always viewed those as, no, that was that person's real thoughts before they got famous, before they thought people gave a, before they found out people gave a fuck about them, when they was more comfortable allowing themselves to be themselves, that's their true self that there's that I was tweeting that bullshit 10 years ago. Well, Lil Duval is weird because 10 years ago he was still Lil Duval. Now, granted, he's his career has did a a uh, resurgence these last, you know what I'm saying, what in the last five, six years type shit because of social media. Maybe he had some some uh, music videos he put out that was pretty cool. But Lil Duval has been Lil Duval for nigga, what, 20 years now? I want to get to these tweets because these tweets are very, uh, they're very disturbing. He's catching a lot of backlash for this, um, and rightfully so. 
But I wanted to read them to you because I wanted to see exactly, I want you guys to hear this shit. And then I want you guys to ask yourself exactly what the fuck should happen to Lil Duval. Let me see if I can pull it up. Right. Here we go. All right. So the first tweet that's that's going viral from Lil Duval is whenever my daughter, this let me see, this is uh tweeted back on December 27th of 2012. This is from Lil Duval. Whenever my daughter period starts, that's when I'm going to be the first dude to dog her out. Wow. Second tweet that's going viral is from January, February, March, April, May 4th of 2012. So 2012 was a wild year for this nigga. So most of y'all saying y'all start thinking about sex at 11 or 12. Okay, cool. My daughter is moving in with me at 10. Wow. Another tweet that's going viral from Lil Duval's research is back from February 27th of 2010. Hashtag Justin, Justin Bieber possessed fan. Hey, Justin, could you please rape me and my daughter then hit me with a bat if I get out of line? Wow. The fourth tweet. <laughs> this shit's crazy, bro. Damn, I can't even believe I'm re- this is like real shit. The fourth tweet says, this is tweeted back on September 12th of 2012. Once again, 2012 was a wild time for this nigga. And it says, be real, fellas. If you fucked, your, if you fucked a girl and she has a daughter that you've seen grow up, would you fuck her when she grew up? Wow. Jesus Christ. Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. And those laughs weren't because shit was funny. You got to laugh sometimes. Keep yourself from crying, goddammit. Don't, don't, don't try to cancel me. Um, Jesus, fuck. Um, okay, so those are the four tweets that's resurfacing from Lil Duval. Now, I feel conflicted because the screenshots of those tweets don't have very many retweets, don't have very much engagement. And like I said, Lil Duval has been Lil Duval for a minute. So I'm not really sure how much engagement he should have. Because even his more recent tweets, like the, the comments, replies and shit, the number isn't what you would expect. And when I went on his Twitter page, like this shit happened like two days ago. When all this shit started resurfacing, you see all the uproar on Twitter. When I went on his Twitter page and went back like a couple days to see what the fuck he had to say about this shit, he ain't saying shit about this. Like he pretty much going about his day like Lil Duval always goes about his day. And I kind of feel like it's working because as wild as those tweets are, at this point, it kind of feel like it's all speculation type shit. Because I stopped believing everything I seen on, on internet a long time ago, bro. I never did, to be honest with you. I remember in school when they told us, don't believe what you see on the internet. I remember that shit. That shit always stuck with me because I looked at the internet as like a whole different place type shit. Like the internet is a dangerous door. It's a dangerous door to another dimension type shit. That's how I really look at the internet. I'm just trying to navigate this shit the best way I can with this podcast shit. Be on the outlier of this bullshit. So I never truly believe it because, you know, niggas can put tweets together and, you know what I'm saying, slap the shit together. And make you think that's the real shit. Now, I'm not here to shoot the bell and act like it's not the real Lil Duval. Because it looked like the real Lil Duval. 
But I was looking for this nigga to at least, you know, acknowledge it. What the fuck everybody's saying. And I feel like the uproar just isn't as big as what I thought it would be about this shit. Those tweets were fucking disgusting. I mean, I, I, there's no way around it. There's no way you can act like a man tweeting about his 10-year-old daughter starting her period. And he going to be the first one to dog her out. You can't say, you can't justify a nigga talking about yo Justin Bieber. And you come rape me and my daughter and then knock me out. You can't justify a nigga talking about fucking a woman who got kids. And once her kids get older, you start fucking the, the kids. You can't justify these things. You can't. You cannot justify that shit. Like comedians, like a lot of times comedians try to say some wild shit and put it on the line. They, they, they comedians, so it's like, it's just jokes type shit. I'm not buying that shit, brother. I, at what point, and what about that? Sh- those tweets was funny. At what point? Let me let me pull it back out. At what point? Let me read this real fast. At what point these tweets was fucking hilarious, my nigga? I want to know. At what point of this tweet right here that it says, "Whenever my daughter period starts, that's when I'm gonna be the dude. I'm gonna be the first dude to dog her out." Where's the hee hees and ha has about that? My funny bone didn't tingle at all, my nigga. Where's the funny part about? So most of y'all saying y'all start thinking about sex at eleven or twelve. Okay, cool. My daughter is moving in with me at ten. Well, where's the where, where's the humor? And this is all tweet. That, that tweet was at seven twenty three a.m. on fucking May fourth of two thousand and twelve. So at seven twenty three in the morning, this motherfucker got forty eight retweets. At seven twenty three in the morning, you was talking about fucking some little kids. Where's the humor in that? Where's the humor in? Bro, real, bro, be real, fellas. If you fuck the girl, she has a daughter that you seen grow up. Was you fuck her when she grew up? Where's the humor? I'm a silly motherfucker. I I ain't cracked a smirk. Where's the humor, my nigga? This shit ain't cool. This this ain't this ain't this ain't this ain't comedian shit. I ain't slapped my knee and start sweating laughter yet. But that's the shit that's going on in the world. So you got motherfuckers actually justifying. I, I'm not just bringing this up on the podcast to talk about it. You got motherfuckers on, on, on Twitter. You got motherfuckers acting like he's, he's a nasty, creepy motherfucker. But you also got motherfuckers on Twitter acting like that's justifying what the fuck dude is saying. And it's 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 expected because when you a celebrity, bro, and you got fans and you got motherfuckers who support you, you're going to have them motherfuckers who support you through thick and thin type shit. So I'm not surprised about that shit. But I want to know exactly how the fuck can you justify those tweets. And I'm pretty sure there's more than those four. If motherfuckers can find those four, because them them four, them each are some deadly body shots to a nigga. I'm just waiting on the headshot. Because those four tweets should get this nigga canceled forever. And I don't even believe in cancel culture. But I don't think we can take this nigga to jail because we can't really prove shit. But I don't want this nigga should be canceled. I'm, I'm going to go out and say you should be canceled for this shit like this. But what do I know? This nigga, and like I said, how, how motherfuckers say when they were 16, 17, they were some kids and shit, and they tweet shit out. This nigga, well, he 40, he like 40-something. Lil Duval was a 30, like a 36-year-old man when he was tweeting that shit. That's a, that's a man in his 30s thinking that that shit was humor. That's a man in his 30s. 
He's 30s, man. I'm not even in my 30s, my nigga. He's, that's a grown-ass man that was tweeting that. And y'all gonna try to justify it. Y'all gonna, gonna squint y'all eyes hard enough to, to, to see something different in that nigga, huh? Come on, man. Come on, man. I was a little Duval fan my damn self. Not no more. Not no, I don't even give a fuck if that's true or not. I don't even give a fuck if those tweets is real or not, my nigga. Let's make that very motherfucking clear. Wow. I don't give a fuck if those is real tweets or not. I remember watching a, a rap battle and A-Verb said this to Mav Hoff. Real niggas never get accused of fucking with fags, Hoff. Meaning, there's just certain things that should never, ever even be accused. There's certain things that should never even be brought up with certain niggas. There's never going to be a damn time in my motherfucking life where niggas going to be able to pull up some, some tweets about me saying some shit like that. There will never be a day in my motherfucking life, nigga. You can't, you can't mix match, you can't mix match no words I said. That's gonna come out to some shit like that. Ever. This nigga was 30 something, bro. But I guess, man. <laughs> I fucking guess. Moving the fuck on, man. Sick ass niggas. Them Florida niggas, man. Them down south niggas is just. What the fuck, man? <laughs> Real talk. Moving on to some more down south, disgusting, dirty, bitch-ass niggas. Moving on. Let's get into Charleston White J. Prince and the police, man. You know, I've been drinking some mimosa. Charleston White is a very interesting, uh, he's a very interesting person. Not to me, but he's somebody who clearly has a lot of buzz. A lot of people are watching that car accident because we all know what's going to happen in this motherfucking movie. But niggas is into it. Niggas love negativity. Niggas love bullshit. Niggas love drama. Niggas love prostitutes. That is our lives now. And Charleston White is thriving in it. And I'm not mad at it because it is what it is. I don't really see the shit he does until it's something that really bleeds over to the shit that I do. I don't watch none of his videos. I don't find him funny. I've never looked at any, I never heard him say anything and I start snickering ever in my life. But I can clearly see he has an impact on people that they love it. So Charleston White and Jay Prince got a little situation going on. Um, News comes out that Charleston White had a sold-out show in Houston. Um, news came out, reports came out that the police ended up contacting Charleston White, letting him know, like, yo, my nigga, we are not protecting you. You come down here, you on your own. Because of the shit you were saying about Jay Prince, we don't want to be in between that. The police called this nigga and told this nigga that, yo, we ain't got shit to do with that, buddy. You come down here, you on your fucking own. We investigate crime. <laughs> <laughs> we investigate the crime when it takes place. But we ain't stopping that motherfucker at all. So the show get canceled. 
Charleston White make a video, he make a response video. He in his closet with a bunch of fucking military guns and shit. Saying he ain't scared, saying this. A bunch of Charleston White shit, right? And you know, I look, I'm a comments nigga. So I look in the comments, you see a whole I see a whole bunch of laughing emojis. Yeah, um, yeah, OG, let them niggas know OG, all that bullshit, right? So I first want to say this. You know, I've said a lot of shit about Jay Prince, right? Uh, Mr. Prince, <laughs> let me be the first to go and come out and apologize to Mr. Prince, man. Let me go and do this. Uh, you, y'all, don't have to, y'all don't have to contact me. I'm going to go ahead and come out and say I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize. I don't want no smoke with no nigga. That got the police saying, hey, <laughs> like, yo, we ain't stopping this shit. Hey, he was like, dude, you got to deal. You got to, what the nigga say on us on that special forces show? You got to pay the man. The police called nigga saying, yo, you come to Houston, you got to pay the man type shit. You talked all that shit. Hey, we ain't, we ain't stopping them from fucking you up. I don't want no beef. You know what I'm saying? All that shit I was saying, man, I was young, man. <laughs> I was young, my nigga. Like, come on, man. I be smoking and drinking and shit. Like, look at me, nigga. Look at my eyes. My eyes lazy and shit. Like, come on, man. <laughs> you can't take me serious, Mr. Prince. <laughs> I don't want no smoke. <laughs> that shit crazy, man. <laughs> like, to think the police, I can only imagine the amount of shit that would have been in my drawers. When the police would have called me and told me that they not going to protect me. Like, what the fuck? Ain't that what the fuck that gun on the side of y'all calls to protect and serve? How the fuck you going to call me and tell me you ain't going to protect nor serve me? What the fuck? Man, it would have been so much shit ran down my legs, dog. Man, cancel that motherfucking show. I don't even want to do no shows in Texas. Fuck that. I ain't doing no show in a state that's around Texas, nigga. We up, we up, we up north with the shit. <laughs> we up north with this shit, man. But that's that's just the game, you know. All all jokes aside, you know. So I still feel the same way I feel about Jay Prince, but that's not stopping me from feeling like that nigga's a fucking goofball. But it don't you it, it, you don't have to be a fucking rocket scientist to push a button. You know what I mean? And niggas know what I mean when I say push a button. You know what I mean? So. It's just funny that this shit is playing out the way it's played out. And when I see that video of Charleston White in his closet with all them guns and shit, and I was sitting back like, yo, this nigga got some Resident Evil-ass guns. Like, he got shit that's made for killing zombies. Like, he ain't got shit for regular niggas. He's trying to be in, 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 war, in World War Z with these guns type shit. He got some heat. He got some shit that, you know what I mean? Yeah, he got some shit. That's one thing I can say about that, that, that one I have an ass nigga. He got some shit. He ain't got your typical 40, your typical 9, your typical... He ain't got your typical Draco. He got some shit. But I was thinking as he was pulling out all these guns and talking all this big boy shit, you can only shoot one of them motherfuckers at once. That's how big these guns... He didn't have, like, those little handguns, my nigga. He had some shit that that's gonna make him take a few steps back when he start pulling that trigger. 
But I'm like, you can only shoot one of these motherfuckers at one time, Charleston. You can have uh, you can have army guns, a room full of them. That's not gonna stop nobody from getting your ass out of here. Now I I was contemplating even saying what I truly want to say about Charleston White live on air because I don't want to be viewed as the nigga that's waiting on the Grim Reaper type shit. If you can read between the lines, you know what I'm saying? I'm I, I look, you know how much I don't like this nigga, y'all. And it's not a personal thing with me. I don't understand like how niggas can accept him because he's 6'9". He's 6'9". Like, I don't understand how a nigga like Charleston White can make that video in their living room, I mean, in his closet with all those guns, but you still the same nigga that say openly, if niggas pull up on you, you call the cops. If niggas do something, you call the cops. You can't say you're a civilian, but then do the shit you're doing. You can't. Me personally, I can't. I don't have military grade guns and I don't, I'm not making videos where I'm talking about fuck your homie, fuck your mama, y'all some broke niggas, your dead homie was a bitch. I'm not saying these things. I just seen the video. Who's that, King Yellow? Where that nigga left King Yellow a fucking voicemail? Talking about nigga, your mama's a, a dumb bitch? Your dead homies was pussy? Nigga, your dead homie left y'all broke? Now, me, these are just words. But to these other niggas, them ain't just words. And I, the only reason Charleston White hasn't got touched is because that nigga's the police. I'm not saying he got a badge. I'm not saying that nigga, you know what I'm saying, in cahoots. What I'm saying is that nigga's the police. Anybody touch Charleston White, they getting the ticket out this month. Easily. Easily. Because he gonna call the police. He got this shit live streamed on every motherfucking me platform. He ain't stupid, bro. He ain't stupid. That nigga's in cahoots with the federales. He's going to get a nigga out of here. That's the only reason a nigga ain't touched him yet, bro. That's the only fucking reason. I'm just waiting on the day. I know that day is going to come. The same way I knew that shit was going to come with 6ix9ine, the same exact way I know it's going to happen with Charleston White. It's going to happen, bro. Like, I don't even want to speak shit into existence. The wood is over there. So the wood closer. I could knock on it if I want to, but you know, fuck that nigga. It's, it's, the day is going to come. The day is going to come, bro. I've seen this story play out too many times. I've seen it. The same people that's he he and ha ha and quoting and retweeting all his content, thinking this shit is funny, gonna be the same motherfuckers that move on to the next six nine when he start doing this shit. It's it's just the fact, bro. I wanted to bring this up on the podcast and let Mister Prince know. You know, Jay Prince, Jay Prince Jr., Jazz Prince. I found out that the the, the young the young fellow, you know what I'm saying, and the, and the, uh, and the million dollars worth of game interview who was with Jay Prince and Jay Prince Jr. was Mike Prince. So, Mr. Mike Prince, I want to say I apologize to you too, fella. You know what I'm saying? I don't want no problem with none of you niggas, man. I, I, I'm just a young nigga trying to make it. <laughs> These turn pussy real fast. I'm just trying to make it, Mr. Prince. If you happen to have, you know, a production records, you know, a record come rap a lot. Hey, man, we can do business, brother. <laughs>
Nigga sound real pussy real fast, boy. God damn, they got the police on this side, bro. That shit crazy. <laughs> that shit is wild. Uh, <laughs> moving on, man. Let's get into the baby, man. The baby, the baby, the baby. <sighs> you know, I put out a tweet um, a few weeks ago. And I was like, you know, we should really check on mental health of the baby because the, the, the fall off is so precipitous like his fall off is so crazy that <laughs> his fall off it makes you truly wonder if he's okay you know I think I figured out where the black ball comes from with the baby and I think it comes back to the whole Tory Lanez cosign after the whole Megan Thee Stallion situation. Because before that, I thought like the baby was like one of the hottest niggas in the world. And once he openly cosigned that nigga, bro, I feel like ever since then, it's just been down bad for this nigga. Rock Nation, Jay-Z, this is just niggas you don't want to piss off, man. It just niggas you don't want to piss off, man. The baby is just, it don't, it, I'm not comfortable with seeing a nigga be so hot and then him continue to do the same shit that made him hot. And like nobody gives a fuck now. I'm not comfortable with that. That makes me think it's some foul play going on. It, it, it truly does. Because I can't really look at the baby and be like, he shouldn't be, still be successful. Now, should he still be the hottest nigga in the, in the, in the, uh, in the game? Fuck no. He, that wasn't going to last long. We all know that wasn't going to last long. But should he have the same career as fucking Blueface? Fuck no. Blueface was hot for like a year, two. After that, and fast forward to where he is now, he hurt. The baby was much bigger than Blueface. But the career trajectory at this point is damn near the same. A hot year and a half, two years, to where now motherfuckers is getting you the fuck out of here. And I don't really think the baby's going to change nothing about his flow, the way he raps, none of that shit. I, can, I see the black ball taking place. And I'm not even trying to seriously say his talent, he makes him deserve more. Praise and respect. I'm not gonna say that. I never thought the baby was the dopest nigga lyrically or nothing like that. Could he rap? Yeah, he could rap. But every fucking song sounds the same. Every video looks the same. Every beat is the same. I get it. But nigga, the Migos been around for damn near ten years. You can't tell me straightening don't sound like the same shit that could have been on the same Hannah Montana mixtape. You can't. You can't tell me no no shit that Quavo done been on his career ain't pretty much been the same shit. The most different that Quavo and, and me uh, offset and take off and did is when they probably did their solo out. And them shits wasn't good. I like Quavo shit, but I'm a Quavo guy. But they've been making the same shit for a decade. Rest of peace, take off. God damn. Who else? Young Thug been making the same fucking music since day one. Future been making the same shit his whole career. 
Like, so I don't want to hear about he didn't switch up his flow. He didn't do nobody switches up their flow, my nigga. Nobody fully changes what got them rich. Nobody does. Every once in a while, you get you a Kendrick Lamar ass nigga who will make a different type of album. You know how Drake will make a different sounding album, but it still sound like Drake. So I'm not gonna put that on the baby saying his flow just was it expired and niggas was tired. I'm not gonna say that. I'm not gonna say that. I just I think the I think a lot of shit that got the baby to the point to where he was wasn't really based off his music. I feel like the baby had the hoes, bro. Like I truly feel like that because even when, when at his height, it wasn't the niggas who was bumping that nigga like that. The baby's success took off when he started getting all the bitches, bro. I remember when all the bitches wanted to fuck the baby, bro. Every bitch I was trying to fuck was posting this nigga up on their picture, on their stories, talking about Kirk. I remember the shit, bro. And I feel like when he co-signed that nigga Tory Lanez, bro, every piece of ass that wanted him to fuck covered up their booty hole and walked away from that nigga. They said, nah, we cool. And ever since then, bro, his shit just ain't been hitting the same. Like, I can't, it don't look the same. He's still doing the same dances and shit. He still got the same mascot. He still got that big ass mask. He still got all the same shit. It's not hidden, bro. Because you don't got bitches shaking their ass to it. You don't got no bitches trying to fuck, bro. Like, that's the, that's the key to success, bro. You got to have the women catapult you, bro. Niggas going to fuck with you when they see the women fuck with you. That's just how it go. That's the same shit, too. I remember, bro. Tupac said this shit, bro. He make his music for the ladies. He make his music for ladies to feel that shit. Why you think women love Tupac so much, bro? He made his music for the ladies. The ladies love, it's way more women in the world than there's men, bro. You just make your music for the ladies, you're going to be all right. But if you're making some shit for the ladies and you got ladies bumping that shit, they twerking to that shit, they think you a fine nigga, a cool nigga, they want to fuck you type shit, niggas is groupies for groupies. If niggas see that shit, they gonna think you a cool ass nigga. When bitches seeing you, when bitches is posting you and they, they dancing and twerking to your shit, they having a good time in your shit, niggas gonna start having a good time in your shit. Because they trying to do whatever they can to ingratiate themselves with them bitches. So there it is with the baby. His music and all that shit, that shit was, it was mid from day one. You was decent. You was a fairly good looking guy. And the bitches want the fuck. So that took you out of here. But as soon as they start fucking with you, my nigga, niggas, you you damn near a ghost at this point. That's just that's just the truth. And I don't want to see it, but it, it's it's the truth. It's to the point now you got women calling the baby broke. I was on Twitter, but I want to do a live reaction to the snippet he put out. I've never done live reaction on this podcast or some shit, so I wanna if it's if it's whack, I'm gonna it's whack. If it's good, I'm gonna say it's good. But as I clicked on the on the video on the on the on the snippet, I didn't listen to it. I just went to the comments. I'm a comments ass nigga. And I'm seeing what everybody's saying. Like the initial tweet was, I know a broke nigga outfit when I see it. Yeah, on a white t-shirt, his chains, his watches, some jeans, a nice little uh, I don't know, I forget what belt that was, but it was nice. Yeah, it was some money. It was easily a, a quarter million dollar fit with the jewelry if that shit was real. 
But it made me laugh. It's like we at the point now to where niggas is calling the baby broke. It's to the point we're calling this nigga broke. It, it, one, it, it makes you, it makes me laugh at the people who are clearly in, in worse positions than the baby. Like you will never hear me get on the platform and talk bad about a nigga who got more money. The only, the closest I ever got was with the blue face shit. And I never once said blue face had, I had more money than blue face. I told y'all, that nigga got way more money than me. But dude, is, is he going broke as far as rap status? Absolutely. If he's not already broke when it comes to being a rapper. But you stack his bank, you play big bank with me, nigga, I'm going to lose every time. I have no problem admitting that. I have no problem admitting that. So I, it, it makes me laugh at motherfuckers who be broke as a motherfucker and looking at niggas like the baby is saying he down bad, he's struggling. He broke as fuck. One bitch, you got on the outfit from Shane, from Shine, whatever the fuck it is. That's $28. Like, come on now. You really the broke one. Let's really talk about it. <laughs> Let's really motherfucking talk about it. But I want to do a live reaction to um, the snippet. You know what I mean? See, see if that shit hidden or not. Let me see if I can find it right fast. Uh, let me see. Because, like I said, I, it, 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 it's alarming, bro, how much. This nigga, the baby, fell off, bro. So let me go ahead and try to play this for y'all right fast. Let me see if this shit nice and played, bro. Okay, before I even play, I'm looking at the video. It's he gotta switch up the way he promote his he promo his shit, bro. Does he still think this 2018 or something? All right, let me just. All right, here we go. Y'all ready for this shit? This is the snippet from the baby. Honest reacts only. If this shit trash. I don't think it's gonna be trash. Just play it, bro. Now this reminds me of shit. That little wheezy boat. Rain, nigga. Like go from Dread. Keep, keep. Ain't from Chicago, but a I'ma let you know. I still won't let a nigga. I ain't nigga. Nigga, better play with me. Play with me. I'm known to crash the state of the Let's go. Go with your mood. If you make the wrong one, you the type of nigga snuck in with a knife. I got a small gun. I up this bitch at you and bowl a strike and make them all run. And I hate to be talking negative, but I gotta let it out. If I leave it in, I'ma catch a felony. Nigga, pretty smiling, I bust a nigga ass. So my homework, I was fucking up the class. I was fucking half of my class. I fucked six and a half. With the weed from my Mexican, it was bad. If I had a I invested in my crap. Now you see me on the front cover of the magazine. P.I.D. status BBs E.G. nigga bling bling I make them bitches drop it like it's hot My shit on repeat Make me mad I drop three Oh uh. Wow uh. <laughs> Yeah man that shit Why bro I ain't gonna lie to you my boy <laughs> gonna lie to you my boy what the fuck was that and I, uh, I feel like I just spent like five minutes trying to support this nigga I just, that, that reaction that was the snippet you need a Drake feature bro I ain't gonna lie to you <laughs> you need a Drake feature bad whatever Drake charging bro you gotta do it cause that's the only like what the fuck was that hold on man I gotta play that shit again. I'm sorry, y'all. I know, I know, I know, but I gotta play that shit again, bro. I'm, I'm be mad when I gotta edit this shit. 
listen to this shit twice, but hold on, man. Ain't no Three way. albums. Now this reminds me of shit. That little Weezy four Wayne, nigga. Like go from Dread. Like Ain't from Chicago, but I'm going to I'ma let you know. That's all I need to hear. Yeah, that shit was whack, bro. I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> it's not it, the baby. You gotta do something different, bro. Like <clears throat> it's so much negativity around you right now. You need something that's gonna blow, bro. Cause the main knock on you was that your shit sound the same. So you releasing snippets of shit that sound the same ain't gonna work, bro. And that promo that y'all, I can't show y'all the video on the screen, but that snippet, the way he, his pro, he is a triller. Like, ain't nobody doing shit on triller no more, man. Put that shit on TikTok and do a dance, man. But what you doing? What are you doing? This ain't 2019, nigga. What are you doing, the baby? He's still making triller videos and shit. Like, he outside, <clears throat> you know, doing the cut up of the verse in different places and shit. Like, Hmm, man, like this, you still promoting this shit like this was Shug. This ain't Shug, nigga. You gotta leave that Shug shit alone, bro. You gotta, you gotta get a Drake verse, bro. Twenty One Savage or something. You gotta get a nigga that's hot, bro. That try to, you know what? My best advice to the baby, and I don't. He probably ain't. I ain't a nigga give you no advice, but I was always raised on. It's not about the messenger. It's the message. You gotta go get on a Drake. A 21 Savage. Go back to J. Cole. Get on one of their songs, my nigga. And let it be like they shit. Like let it be like they vibe, they bop. You know what I'm saying? They production. And just try to fit into their shit, bro. Because you stay trying to pump out the same shit that motherfuckers not is telling you they don't like. It's only digging a bigger hole for yourself, bro. Because me mentally and psychologically. If me seeing all this information about you being blackballed, how motherfuckers saying your music is trash, how you keep making the same fucking music, as much as I want to support that, my nigga, that's that's in my brain. So when I hear a new snippet from you and I'm trying to like it, if it still sound like the same 30 fucking songs I've heard from you, bro, I can't do shit but give a nod to what the fuck everybody else is saying. That snippet was ass. And maybe there was some bars in there. I couldn't get past the whole fact you talking about some, I'm a grocery dress, like I'm Chief Keefing. I ain't from Chicago to let it bang. Like, that was whack. I'm sorry. I- I'm sorry. That was whack. I can't keep listening to you talking about you shooting a nigga who tried to rob you. I- I- we saw the video at Walmart, my nigga. We get it. You gotta do something different, because I feel I just wasted 10 minutes of my damn life trying to give you some support. <laughs> That bad snippet, well, I shouldn't listen to that shit. For real, I should have did that off-air type shit. I ain't gonna lie, that was, that was tough, boy. <laughs> but shout out to the baby, man. Hopefully your mental health is cool. You got a beautiful family. Uh, you know, you, you cheated you cheated death a few times. You know what I'm saying? You, you got a good, you got a good life, bro. But you got to do something different. You will be underground very motherfucking soon, man. Round of applause for the baby, man, and his mental health. <laughs> Look, y'all, y'all, y'all gotta see that video. 
Like, I know when I was talking about his, the, the lyrics was bad, but when he said Grossman Dreads, he was, like, doing some shit. Like, he, like it was bad, bro. Like, that that video was just bad. That snippet video was just bad, bro. Like, I see why you didn't put that on Twitter. I mean, on, on TikTok. Because that shit wouldn't have went viral. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> like, that was some thriller shit for real. That wasn't no TikTok-worthy shit. Um, <laughs> moving on, man. Before we wrap the podcast on up, we over an hour into this. Um. I want to get my, my Saturday night started very motherfucking me soon. So we're going to uh, skip through this last topic, then I'll start wrapping the show up. Um, you know, I want to get into the sad truth about Candace Parker. Um, you know, for the people that know me, know I have a huge, 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 damn, a huge crush on Candace Parker. And um, I've always, always have, always will. To be honest with you, she is truly one of the most beautiful hoopers, beautiful women I've ever seen. And hoopers, she's up there. She's top three, and she's not three when it comes to beautiful hoopers, when it comes to women. And I've always been so disappointed, bro, because she's always put me in these tough spots, bro, because as a kid, I used to be so ashamed. But I used to always feel like I had a shot when it came to Cam, when it came to Candace Parker. You know, Candace Parker, she was with that nigga Sheldon Williams. She had a baby by this nigga and everything. And I'm not gonna lie to you. Sheldon Williams is probably like top two ugliest niggas in the world. Like I'm not gonna lie to you. Like I don't even like judging niggas like that. But you know when it's an ugly ass nigga. Like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was to the point where he was so fucking ugly that you wouldn't automatically assume he was getting some pussy. You know, like, niggas that make it to the NBA, you'd be like, hey, you get some pussy. He was so fucking ugly that I ain't no fucking way. Ain't no fucking way. Like, I don't know the, the backstory of Sheldon Williams and Candace Parker. They had to be childhood friends. That's the only way you can see that shit playing out. There's no way they met draft night. There's no way they met, you know, out about in the town. And she thought, this the nigga I'm going to give a baby to. There's, there's no way. If you see the nigga, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And shout out to Sheldon Williams. Round of applause to you, nigga. That's enough of that. Short applause to Sheldon Williams because you, you took my girl from me. So I, I've always thought. That if she would get with that nigga, there's no way in hell she gonna turn me down. But the reason why I'm so disappointed and so just, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just so over it with Candace Parker. She like women now. Like, she's carpet muncher. Like, I think she married to a woman now, if I'm not mistaken. And of course, you know what's in my, you know what I'm saying? Congrats to that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm cracking jokes and shit. But I'm happy for people who find love because I one day I want to find love my damn self. But I gotta admit, I'm very disappointed. I didn't have a chance to get into that. And when I say into that, I mean Candace Parker. I wanted to be with Candace Parker. Yo, take me off the block. Take me out the ghetto, Candace. Like, come on, let's do this. <laughs> let's fucking do this. There's no way, Candace. I'm watching the fucking NBA All-Star. Like, it's NBA All-Star weekend. I watched the... Uh, 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 what was that celebrity all star game? And I watched the uh, rising stars and shit like that, right? 
and Candace Parker and Jamal Crawford were doing the rising stars with Team Pal, Team Yada 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 Yada. And I couldn't stop looking at Candace Parker. She's so fucking beautiful, bro. Like Candace Parker, bro. Like man, like man, man, man. I told you how like I find inspiration, motivation from ugly bitches. Like I can't find that in the Candace Parker. <laughs> she's that motherfucking beautiful, and she can dunk. Neither she's crazy. But I couldn't, I, I couldn't help but get upset looking at her on TV because not only did you waste so much time with that ugly ass nigga Sheldon, the nigga name is Sheldon. Like let's be honest, child. Fly niggas, you know, named Sheldon. Like, let's let's keep it a book. <laughs> How many fly niggas you know named Sheldon? Man, now you a carpet muncher? Come on, man. What we doing? <laughs> like, what, what, what the fuck going? That's a cool, that's a cool joke, Candace. You need to come fuck with a youngin'. You know what I mean? You need to come, hey, if you come fuck with me, you can average at least 30 and 30 and 15. That's gonna give you a little pep in your step. You know, to revive your career. You out here in Vegas, you're only three hours away. I I'll be a side dude. You know what I'm saying? It ain't shit to me. You ain't even got pay for shit. Well, I mean, you know. <laughs> you can't get no M's and not give me no money. I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll talk about that, you know, on date three or some shit. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, man. It's, 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 that's the sad truth about my issue with Gandhi's part. It all stems from me having a crush on her since I was a fucking kid and me seeing her just waste so much, <laughs> waste so much of her time with shit that ain't me. <laughs> Wasting her time with motherfuckers that ain't me. Like, if Sheldon fucking Williams can get Candace Parker, come on, man. I can I can get at least, what's the old girl name that broke up with DDG? Haley? What's her sister named Chloe? I could at least get Chloe Bailey or some shit. And how old is Chloe Bailey before I say that? Oh, shit. Where's my phone? God damn it. How old is Chloe Bailey? Am I saying some shit that's going to get me canceled? <sighs> my heart beating like a motherfucker right now. Uh, when was she born? Oh, she's 24. I'm trying to fuck. What's popping? Hey. <laughs> Wow. She 24? She Kobe? Oh, yeah. I'm trying to get to it. What's up? You nasty. Nasty bitch. <laughs> she is the freaky one. Ain't she the one who be saying that little, that little, she got a little attitude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm trying to fuck Chloe Bailey, nigga. What's popping, Chloe? You know what I mean? Miss Chloe. <laughs> yeah, my heart was beating like a motherfucker, boy. I was like, damn, like, I hope she at least 22 or some shit. I, Whoo! You know what? Well, with that being said, man, <laughs> we're gonna wrap this shit the fuck up, man. <laughs> the mimosas are starting to, you know what I'm saying, sink into a different level, you know what I'm saying? I'm starting to say some shit that might get me a cancel type shit. Um, but I think that's all we got. We talked about it. My, me keeping my pitch my level of like my my low level of discipline. Um, Chris Brown being tired of bullshit, Blueface his mama responding, Lil Duval. Old tweets resurfacing Charleston White versus Jay Prince in the Houston PD, the baby, and his 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 snippet. <laughs> his snippet. Um, Candace Parker breaking my heart for the last 15 motherfucking years. Um, yeah, that's all we motherfucking got. Um that being said, oh I do want to say this. Um, 
shout out to everybody you know that's tapped in join the conversation um, i truly appreciate it um i'm trying to get back into my consistency flow of releasing clips and videos and everything out on time um last couple of weeks i've been putting the videos out a little bit later than usual which hasn't really stopped the um you know the uh viewership you guys have been tapped in every month from episode that i drop even if it's been a little bit late uh, i want to say thank you for that because you know, the, 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 uh, my subscription count doesn't match the viewer count, and I get that. I'm not mad about that shit. When I was when I was a, a avid podcast listener to everybody else shit, I never subscribed, I never left a comment, never liked the video, never did any of that shit. So I, I get it, I understand it. Um, the simple fact you guys are even watching it, you know what I'm saying? I fuck with y'all for that. Um, it gives me a reason to keep putting this shit out, um, and. You know, they just keep building shit each motherfucking uh, episode. Each episode get better and better. Like I said, the, the production, the equipment, I haven't lied to you guys yet. Since day one, I've been saying, bro, just give me time, and I will continuously upgrade this motherfucking show, guys. I'm, I still got a, a, a normal, everyday life that I have to take care of much more um, important things, much more things, uh, things that cost more uh, money financially um, and time. So I have to do all those things and this, you know what I'm saying? So a lot of this stuff, my money has to go to a lot of other things before it actually comes here for me to be able to sleep at night type shit. Um, so I just want to say thank you guys for being patient with me as we continue to grow this fucking platform. I truly am, am in depth to you guys for fucking with me as much as you guys do. It really is humbling, man. Um, but with that being said, we over an hour and 20 minutes of this recording. Uh, let's go ahead and drop that motherfucking me fire ass theme song, B. Um, you know how I give up on this side, man. Saw a lot of these ways. Heavily, I'm so tricky with the bullshit. Always keep the main thing the main motherfucking thing. Stay safe, stay sharp, stay sane. And holla at y'all in this episode, man. We out this motherfucker. Peace. Man, I ain't gonna lie to y'all. <laughs> that Chloe Bailey shit I said. <laughs> you talking about a nigga sweating instantly? Man, what the fuck, boy? I thought I said some shit. Let me go follow her ass on Instagram. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> Let me follow her little fine ass on IG. <laughs> Damn, boy, I thought she was a little young buck. I'm happy as a motherfucker, boy. I feel so good now. <laughs> Real motherfucking talk. But that being said, man, I'm out this motherfucker, man. You know the fuck I am, man. Old motherfucking G, man. The one, the only, you know what I'm saying? Old motherfucking G. Hatch type shit. Hemothy. Hemothy Hatch type shit. So you know what it is, man. It's slight work. <laughs> it's slight work in this bitch, man. But... I don't know. How at y'all next week, man. I may have a special announcement for you guys in the next couple episodes, you know, next week type shit. So stick around, man. You don't want to miss out. But I'll at y'all, man. We out type shit. Welcome to Raw is OG. Hatch, man, you know the fuck it is, nigga. We're playing on